You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to a fresh week. I'm so glad that you're here and that we are spending this time together. And as you read from the title, this episode is going to be all about easy hacks that you can put into place to make your life uh, healthier, less stressed, and um, just more efficient during this strange time quarantine. And, you know, most of you are highly educated. You're already on that health track. You probably don't need a ton of advice in your life. But I think sometimes it's good to get a different perspective um, on motherhood, on self-care, on all of that, so that it kind of reinvigorates you to keep doing what, what you should be doing, keep doing the things that make you happy, that make you healthy. And that's what my guest is here to do today. Her name is Lily Kadosh. She's a certified health coach. She's an author. She's a mom of two boys. She knows her stuff. And so we're talking about the little, the small things that you can put into place that are going to make your life easier and make you happier and make your children happier. It's always that ripple effect that happens when we work on ourselves Um, And so we're talking about gratitude, we're talking about meditation, we're talking about exercise, we're talking about meal planning, all of these things that, you know, when taken as a whole can feel completely overwhelming, but Lily does a great job in breaking that down. So I think you're going to love this episode. If you do, please share it with at least one friend. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That does so much for the show. I can't even tell you. And, you know, tag us on your Instagram stories. I can't tell you how happy it makes me when I see you out on your nature walk or cleaning and listening to a podcast. That's honestly my favorite thing to do, getting outside and listening to a podcast and just getting completely lost in the conversation. Um, So I hope you enjoyed this one and uh, yeah, catch you on the other side. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. If you didn't already know, yes, I have a CBD line. I know there are a lot of lines out there, but when I created mine, I had the mother in mind. I wanted her to be able to access the healing power of cannabis, um, the cleanest, most organic version at the lowest cost. And I think that I've done that. Um, And that's why we're still around after several years, despite the market being absolutely flooded. You know, we are completely organic. We are USA grown. We are sustainably sourced. And um, the stories from my clients out there who have tried it, I've just, have really buoyed my spirit and, and created just this, this amazing community around the line. So pick up yours today at motherhoodunstressed.com and use the code Buckhead to save. So glad that you're here. Um, I think what you do is so important, so pertinent to what we're all going through right now. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So to kind of get us started, talk to us about how you even became a health coach. What drew you to that line of work? Yeah. So I would say, you know, a few years back, I was, you know, definitely the struggle of being a busy mom working full time and everything that goes along with that. I mean, I felt that like firsthand felt like I wasn't able to like do anything right, had to juggle so many different things. And at the same time, I have uh, two boys and one of them uh, had like high triglycerides and then the other one was getting like a lot of eczema. So I knew that something had to change. Um, And I've always been interested in like food and healthy eating. And I knew that there was like some connection for that. I didn't want to go like the the medical route of getting steroids for eczema and, and and, and going to that path. So what I decided to do, I just had this epiphany. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go back to nutrition school. I will juggle that with work. I will find the time. I don't think I watched like television episode in like a year (laughs) during that time because I had to carve out and it definitely taught me a lot about time management. So I definitely, 
Um, did that, got my health coach certification, started implementing the tips first for me, realized that being healthy is so much more than even like the food that you eat, but how you think and how body and mind and spirit are all intertwined. Um, shared that with my family, taught them how to read food labels. It's like I had like a third grader telling his kids, his friends at school, like reading the back of their label and telling them what's like healthy and what isn't healthy, which was kind of a different issue. Um, and then, and then when I just had like success first with me, friends, and then, uh, clients, then a lot of people kept saying like, you should write a book, putting, putting everything in there, um, and sharing that with like a wider audience. Um, and that's where busy mom's cheat sheet, uh, was born because really what caregiver doesn't want like a cheat sheet to get through all of this. So that's, that's been my evolution up until now. I love it. And that's so true. I mean, we both attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's a fabulous school. Um, And you're right. You know, most people don't want to spend a year of their lives not watching TV and studying all these different theories. So yeah, to to condense it and make it really um, easy to read and consumable, I think is so needed. Um, But talk to us now. I mean, like I said, I think the work that you're doing now is so you know, apropos and pertinent to, to yes. COVID and, and what all these moms are now going through, all the, you know, all the people in the world are now going through. What are some ways that you have been talking to clients, talking to your audience about how to stay, you know, focused and, and healthy and just present and not insane during this, this huge change? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely been the number one topic and what I've had to also like try to figure out here in my household and then share with others. And what I, I think this is like week three yeah. of, you know, staying at home and, and having to juggle, uh, you know, with all the moms out there having to juggle work, like the online schooling, preparing meals, not knowing how they're going to, you know, figuring out how to safely get groceries. Uh, it's definitely been a very challenging time. And I think my number one uh, advice is to try to get in some some kind of remnants of a schedule um, because I think that without that it's very easy to let the day go by feel like you're not getting anything done like I've had like one of my clients like literally texting me yesterday saying like I feel like I'm not getting any work done mm-hmm. kids are driving me crazy running around like so I think like establishing some kind of schedule um, trying to wake up similarly to when you woke up when, you know, when you had to go to work, maybe giving yourself that commute time. So, you know, getting, if you, if you like left the house at eight o'clock and now you don't really have to start until nine, taking that one hour, reflecting on like your day ahead, what you want to, like what you're going to prepare for meals of the day, maybe taking a walk around the neighborhood before you get stuck on like back-to-back meetings or whatever else that you're doing. So that I've found has been like a good, a good, you know, time for your own self-care, your own thoughtful process, so that when the day hits, you feel like you're more in control. Um, So I would say like a schedule is a big thing uh, right now. And then I think a lot of it is planning um, and and having those same kind of rituals that you had before. Like for example, like on Saturdays, figure out like what the week ahead is for meals Mm -hmm. Um, and, and get my kids involved in that and making sure that they have a say in like, them each choosing one. Cause I know then at least they'll, you know, taste it. <laughs> they'll help me make it, you know? So at least they'll be accountable to like one of those meals. They'll want to try each other's meals. Um, and then having that, having that, um, schedule. And then on a Sunday, you know, maybe making 
a soup, maybe roasting some vegetables, making a grain so that you can like just serve that with whatever during the week and just little things that can save a lot of time over the week and, and cause a little bit, you know, have it be a little bit less stressful during this very stressful time. Yeah, I love that. And honestly, that is exactly, that's been exactly my problem in the past two weeks is some days I'm good. I'll get up early, you know, and, and you're right when you have like an hour, even 20 minutes to kind of yeah. get settled, to meditate, work out, do whatever right. the kids get up and you're like, okay, let's go. Right. Yeah, exactly. But when I don't, it's yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah, what's yeah. happening? Where yeah. am I? And I'm having in conversations with other moms, they're going through the exact same thing. So yeah. I think the main issue that was we get through the day and then we want to have that time at night to just veg out, to have a glass of wine or two or three and just kind of, you know, decompress. So how do you balance having your own decompression time and watching bad TV with getting up early and and working out? I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's one or the other. How do you balance that? I think like I try to follow and I have this in my book, like my 80, 20 rule, where, you know, if it's, if you want to do anything that's sustainable, you have to allow for that variation. So, you know, I try to work out three to four days a week. Um, and I try to figure out during the week, which days would be best, like figuring out with work, when are my busier days with school, if my kids have certain assignments that are due that I know they'll need my help with. You know, so having like a little family meeting to kind of see the week ahead and then plot those out. And then on the days that I don't have to, you could have, you know, that extra glass of wine, no binge on, you know, your Netflix series. You know, I think I've gone through like two of them already (laughs) (laughs) and, and kind of like juggle it that way. I love that. I love that. So, you know, it seems like you have a really good, um, I don't know, communication set up with your children. You know, you're talking about meals, you're talking about planning for the week ahead. How have you talked to your children or what do you suggest to communicate to them about what's going on with this virus and how, you know, how, you know, they can't see their friends and they can't go to parks. Like, how do you, what do you suggest and how to talk to them? Yeah, I think, I think it's been very important for us. And, you know, my husband has been tracking this virus since like early February. So he was putting in all these things in place when when my friends were thinking we were crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he saw it coming. I mean, I don't think we ever thought it would be as bad as it is now and as bad as, Unfortunately, it's going to get, but we've been prepping our kids, um, you know, even with the basics, like teaching them again, refreshing on how to wash your hands, like doing a little, you know, my husband literally did like a little demo um, and he showed a video that he saw where there was this doctor that said like he was showing like, you know, how to wash hands with soap, but he used something black. And he said, this is how most people wash their hands. And it showed all the areas of the skin that were not black and like all the missing spots in between the knuckles under the nails and all the different places. And I think that really kind of hit home with them. Like, oh, wow, like all these exposed areas. So we're basically like trying to, you know, teach them the tools um, to be, you know, practice like proper hygiene. Also letting them know how important it is to boost your own immune system during this time. Um, so we're, you know, taking all of our vitamins, supplements, a lot of vitamin C, D, zinc, you know, the daily vitamin probiotics, because health, a lot of our health is in our gut, Mm -hmm. just so that, you know, if God forbid we are exposed for any reason, we're at least, you know, as strong as possible to fight, to fight it. 
and then we try not to like have the news on all day long or, you know, my husband kind of does that in, in the, in the bedroom, like on his own <laughs> and, um, not to kind of give unnecessary fear or too much, you know, trauma from all of this, but at the same time explaining to them, um, in like a realistic way so that they kind of understand why they can't go. Like, it's so hard for my son not to go across the street to his best friend's house to play basketball. Yeah. And, you know, so it's definitely an adjustment for everyone. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll all get past this and, you know, stay healthy and everything else. But I think being just like transparent, honest, and then teaching them the tools more like the outward tools as well as internally making themselves strong could be like things that we're going to practice even beyond this time. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, during this time, I'm always looking for silver linings and how to make a positive out of, you know, a very negative situation. And I think that that's, that's so spot on, you know, making them more resilient, um, having them deal with a stressful situation in real time and us and watch Mm -hmm. us and how we handle it. I think that that's really important. So do you have, um, and you're you're a very spiritual person, do you have a particular spiritual practice or things that you do that your kids see or that you model for them? Yeah, and and to the point that you were saying before, they are watching us and we don't even realize the effects that that's going to have in their life into adulthood in how they react to very stressful situations. So basically, like, however we want to be, we have to be extra careful because we're teaching them how to cope with things. So for example, like keeping my workout regimen when it's so easy to just plop in front of the couch and watch, you know, more addictive TV, I'm, you know, making it, you know, a conscious effort and they see that. And it's like, oh no, I can't do this yet. I have to work out. I'll, you know, we'll get to this in like a half hour or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Also taking them on like walks, um, walks around the neighborhood you know, even if it's just as easy as just like walking our dog, you know, good 20 minute walk a day, getting some fresh air, usually try to do that, like even after dinner, you know, before it gets dark, just to kind of like, you know, catch up on the day and get some fresh air. So having, having that like little habit and ritual and some things that maybe we weren't able to do before, because let's say if I wasn't home in time for that, because Mm -hmm. of, you know, work priorities. So kind of also making them see the silver lining, like, you know, you know, my younger son was like, oh, I can't, I'm stuck at home. Like, how long am I going to be stuck at home for? It's like, you're safe at home. Yeah. Like, it's like a mindset shift, just like even one word. It's like, you're safe at home. God forbid you're not in like a hospital on a ventilator, you know, fighting for your life or loved ones that you don't even know if they're going to come home, like mm-hmm. different perspectives. So I try to, you know, get out, you know, have them work out, see me working out, see how I'm handling things. And then also uh, gratitude practice. Um, So they say that like, what's the quote? It's not, it's not happy people that are grateful, but grateful people who are happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically even for sure, like when we start the week, but I try to even do it every day until they like call me annoying. And then I like give it a rest for a couple of days and then start it again. But just asking them like, what are you grateful for today? What are you happy, you know? that you have right now. Like you don't have like the commute, like my son travel, like one of my sons travels 40 minutes to school every day. Oh wow! So he was like, Oh, I don't have that commute. I can, you know, sleep in a little more. I can have a little bit more of my like flexible schedule. So some of the, even it's like the simplest things, instead of looking at all the things you can't do, like you can't go out and play with your friends. You can't go out to dinner. You can't. So I think a lot of that is we've been trying to implement that just because this, this is the test. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is the ultimate test. I think for all of the spiritual gurus out there, yeah. you know, the, all the self-care mamas out there, right. like, okay, like, yeah. here we go. You know, yeah. uh, everything that you've been preaching, let's see if you can handle it. And yeah. um, you're right. I think a gratitude practice is so transformational for kids, yeah. for adults. But if, yeah, if you can get them in that mindset right. to, to go towards the positive early on, I mean, they'll be unstoppable. Yeah, when yeah. And then there was actually one thing that I remember, which you probably remember from IIN learnings, um, Andrew, uh, Dr. Andrew Weil, when he shared with us the four, seven, eight breath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can you do this for our listeners right now? Yes, yes, yes. So this is something that literally I taught my kids years back when I, uh, when I learned this and something that now has become a habit for them. Let's say when they're about to get, uh, take a test in school that they're anxious about when my son wanted to try out for the soccer team and knew, knowing that like it was only a 40% um, acceptance rate. He was really nervous. So I said, nobody knows you have to do this. You can even do this with your eyes open. <laughs> um, and something that you just want to be, that it's like better than any anti-anxiety medicine out there. So what you do is you, you know, just try to be in like a, how, how try to sit down. If you're standing, that's fine. Like however you want to best do it, you hold. So you hold in your breath for four, you take you like take a breath in for four. You hold it in for seven, and then you and then you shoot it out for eight. So I'll demonstrate it. You go. Yeah, let's do it. And you do four cycles of that. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's fabulous. Yeah. I love that. It just like ground you, relax you, get those butterflies out of your stomach. Yeah. And like, so I basically, they try to do it when they get stressed out. I also say like, try to do it before bed to have like a mm. sleep. Um, and, and that's another tool to help kind of ground yourself. In this yeah. Moment. Again, it seems like it's all these little tiny, tiny adjustments, tiny little steps you know, a little bit of planning and it just completely makes your life easier. So it seems like you do have to have some discipline in your life, but yeah. once you do, I mean, you're free, you know, right. like you free right. up so much anxiety, you free up so much mental effort and strain. Um, and even like you said, doing that before bed, like how many adults listening to this right now have racing thoughts, haven't been sleeping well, you know, with everything going on, you right. do that. And that's, you know, you don't have to take medication. So you're saving your liver, you're boosting right. your immune system because right. you're getting enough sleep. Like it's just so crucial. That's why I'm so glad that you're here um, yeah. to talk about this. Thank you. Yeah. And it's these little things that seem like, oh, all these things I have to remember, but it's like just putting in like one step at a time. And when you same thing, when you see how much it frees you and makes you feel better, you won't want to stop those things. Yeah. So, I mean, we've covered a lot what would you say is your biggest takeaway for the listener, the woman listening to this, who's like, okay, I've got some strategies now. I know what I need to do. What would be number one on your list to put into place today? Yeah. I mean, I would say first, like take all of this and don't get anxious that you have to do all these things today because that can have like the opposite effect. 
I like if one thing, like one thing I've learned is like wellness and health is more of like a marathon versus a sprint. So if you look at it in the long term, and this is something that you, this is not like a fad diet that like in two months you're going to be good and you don't have to do anything anymore. This is something that you want to do for the rest of your life that'll make you feel better. So if it's either doing the four, seven, eight breath, if it's, you know, just sitting your kids down and asking them what they're grateful for, if it's uh, on a Saturday, figuring out even two meals for that week that you want to get a head start on. And then you know that, oh, wow, those two days were the best days of the week. Let me try to add one more. Let me try to add one more. So it's like starting small and mm-hmm. then like adding, adding incrementally to that. I love that. I love that. So um, I do have some rapid fire questions for you if you're ready. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. True health is? True health is, true health is like paradise. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for? My family. And last one, what is something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? So many things. <laughs> I can write a separate book on that. <laughs> um, but I would say that don't let, don't let fear and not having everything ready stop you from doing whatever it is you want to be doing even right now. You could be making a million excuses like, oh, I can't do this right now because of this. Or I, like fear makes us procrastinate makes us not get out there, makes us not pursue what our passion would be. So growing up, I would say that, like, I wish someone said to me, you know, fear of failure, don't be like afraid to fail because fail doesn't mean you're worthless, loser, you don't know what you're doing. It's just repivoting you in the direction you want to go in to achieve your goals. I used to think it was like there was two paths, like success and failure. And like, I'm at a crossroads, which way do I turn? And because you don't want to make a mistake and you don't know, you just don't go anywhere versus Mm -hmm. it's like, now I've learned that it's like the same, same trajectory. And it's really people that get what they want and pursue their goals and are persistent are the ones that do fail along the way. Cause it's that one straight linear path and you have to have some failures that you then learn from pivot from. So anything that you guys are doing out there, anything that you guys want for yourselves, for your families, just to kind of go for it. Nobody, nobody has it all figured out. Everyone is kind of figuring it out along the way and, and to not let that stop you. I love that. I love that. And talk to us a little bit as we round out um, about your book, about your offerings that you have going on now. Yeah. So my book, and I have it right here so I can show you guys how it looks. Uh, Busy Moms Cheat Sheet, Raising Happy Healthy Kids. Uh, this is on Amazon. Uh, you can get this on Amazon right now. And what I shared here, this is like my cheat sheet that I've, again, shared with, you know, learned with myself, kids, families, friends, clients. And it's only like 100 pages, very quick reference. Um, and I divide it between body, mind, and spirit and tips for each of those sectors. Because again, I believe everything is intertwined. And then it also has like 50 recipes at the end. Mm, nice. um, that are like quick, easy, and delicious, and have both of my kids, both of them had to like love it for it to get in here. <laughs> both so different. So I'm like, okay, if they both like it, most people will like it. Um, I'm also, if you also want to just get my free newsletter, you can go to busymomschichi.com, sign up for that. I share tips, inspiration, recipes, um, and then I'm probably most active on Instagram under busymomschichi, uh, also on Facebook. YouTube. Um, and then I'm currently working on, uh, an audible version of the book, but that probably won't be ready for a couple months from now. 
Wow, you are a busy lady. I love it. You're so inspiring. Um, and all of those things that you just referenced will, of course, be in the show notes if you are out walking your dog right now yeah. and you don't have a pen. Um, Lily, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. This was such an honor. And, and really, I think, gosh, your message is just so needed right now. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out with a friend or on social media. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You just have to hit those five stars. You don't even have to write anything. And uh, as always, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a guided meditation every Wednesday or every Monday, an interview with an amazing guest doing amazing work in the world. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.